Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pico Sanas. This is episode 120, season five. And today's date is April 12th, 2022. And uh, thank you for joining me today. I have an interesting show coming up. Uh, today's program will be about Mr. Donut and uh, my memories of, th- of this place. And I will discuss its history and where it is now. Plus, I'll do a wrap-up of last week's post on, on my page, Chicagoland. And right now, the program will go into commercial. And this program is brought to you by Rock'em Sock'em Robots. <laughs> by Mark's Toys. And here is a commercial from probably mid-60s, 65, 66, in black and white, of course. <laughs> And uh, this is a commercial I really remember, but I remember the ones in the 70s, so it's almost the same thing. So here we go. You're slunking it out in the middle of the ring. And you have a hard drive to the job. And Blue Farmer's block is knocked off. His block is knocked off? Sure, but you can press it right back on again. It's just part of the action with the world's only boxing robots, the Rock'em Sock'em Robots by Marks. Takes two managers to handle the fighters and lots of skill to win. With these control levers, you can keep your fighters in motion to duck punches. When you press this plunger, he throws a right uppercut. Press the other plunger and there's a left jab. Lots of exciting action and fun for everyone when the world's only boxing robots battle it out. The blue bomber's looking for an opening, and there it is. That's the end of round two. Just push the flying head back, and you're ready for round three. Boy, this is the greatest. You bet. The world's only boxing robots. Get the Rock'em Sock'em Robots by Mark. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Rock'em Sock'em Robots from Mark's Toys. Uh, I'll give you a little history of that and uh who and who was that young man that, that was spoke first in the commercial first uh rock'em sock'em robots uh they were from the marks toy they were manufactured by the marks toy company in 1964 and uh the name of the of the toy robots uh the red one and the the red one was called red rocker the other one was called blue bomber okay and uh, the object of the game is you try to punch the other guy and whoever his head pops up, you win. You know, you win the round. Like It's like boxing, you know. But uh, at the time, boxing was very, uh, very popular. Sort of still is, but not like in the old days like that. And uh, a couple of trivia, thing, uh, trivia items about that. There was a rumor that actor Vin 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 Diesel he was going to make up he was going to uh, do a movie based on the game, which would be very interesting. Uh, but uh, I haven't heard any more of it. So, uh, and so you know, so when you're playing the game, you have the joysticks and you go and you go with the punches, and then you, like I said before, you when the head pops up, you win your round. And the opponent loses. So, and uh, let's see the the actor 
the the young man that you heard first on the commercial that he was he was uh, Bobby Buntrock. He played the Harold Baxter on the TV series Hazel that starred Shirley Booth. And, uh, of course, Sport, that was his uh, middle name. And uh, he was a wonderful actor. You know, he did some acting, and then he retired in 1970. Then he moved to um, South Dakota. And then he died in 1974. He was uh, in a car accident. And his, when he was driving, uh, the car veered off a bridge, and it was under construction. And it fell into the creek, Battle Creek, I believe. And... Uh, and then it drowned. He drowned in the car. And so that, that's tragic. Terrible. Terrible. But he's still well known by this role to, to this day. You know, and they show the reruns on television. I have the DVDs. You know, I still enjoy the show. It's one of my favorites. So uh, that's for Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Never owned it. Never owned the, never owned the toy. But I did play a couple of times with uh, the neighbor in the kids in the neighborhood when I grew up. And uh, it was fun. Yeah, I like that, but uh, I I don't know if I asked my mother one time, can I buy this toy? She found it grotesque. I don't know. She didn't want that. She didn't believe in pugilism. So I'm glad she didn't. Okay. Today, what I, uh, today we'll talk. I will talk about what I mentioned before in the beginning of the program. I will talk about uh, Mr. Donut, the uh, donut franchise. And also do a wrap-up of this week's post on Dash Chicago, and I will do that first. And then I will talk about Mr. Donut, of its uh, history, uh, my memories, and where is and where is it presently? Where is that franchise now? Okay. So last week's post on my Van Chicago page, uh, I found a postcard from the Z Frank Chevrolet dealership. And a lot of people remember this uh, dealership, uh, like most famous car dealerships, like uh, Burt Wyman or Fensel Tufo or uh, Tower Rolls, you know, like that. And uh, uh, Schmiller Ford, <laughs> there's a lot of them. A lot of Famous for their commercials and their advertisements. And this postcard, uh, Location was 6100 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago, but uh, but they moved around a couple of times. One was at 6000 Northwestern, like by Peterson Avenue, and uh, it was in business for a long time. I think around the late 80s, and they closed it. And then I think about a few years ago, um, they removed the sign. There was a story about that, the Z Frank sign, and I don't know what they did with it. I think they tossed it which is a shame because it was uh, when you drive on Northwestern Avenue in Chicago, you see that, you know, and then see Frank. Uh, I have a feeling it's uh, been scrapped. So we never know. Okay. Next post was, uh, well, last week, Bobby Rydell died. He was a singer uh, from the late 50s and early 60s. He, he was marvelous, you know, and he had a lot of hits. Uh, Wildwood, I believe that's an, one is one of his first hits. It was uh, Wild One and uh, doing the cha-cha-cha. And uh, he starred in a movie. I, I don't know if it's his only movie, maybe, but, it, well, it's his most, I think it's his first starring role, I guess, major role in Bye Bye Birdie in 1963. He, he uh, sang and danced with Anne Margaret. Uh, I've seen it a few times on cable. 
It's a wonderful movie. Nice, wonderful songs, dancing. It starred uh, also Janet Lee and Dick Van Dyke, and he sang in the song. Uh, I don't remember if he danced. I don't know. But he did sing a song. Famous for Put on a Happy Face. And uh, let's see who else. Ed Sullivan and, of course, Paul Lynn. <laughs> Famous actor. He makes me laugh every time I see him on TV. He was wonderful. Wonderful. And uh, it's a shame that Bobby Rydell died because he was, he had a marvel. he was a talent, he had a talent that was very uh, beautiful. Yeah, tremendous. And uh, great voice and very handsome. And girls were crazy about him. They really were at the time. And uh, so he, he was still performing as far as I know until maybe a couple years ago. So that's good. And he, uh, Got together with uh, other uh, singers. He was from the Philadelphia area with Frankie Avalon and Fabian. And they got together. So that was uh, nice. Yeah, very nice. So they probably sang their old hits. <laughs> you know, they're classics. So uh, my condolences to the family. Okay, next up, uh, I posted a photo of Sears department store. And this one was located in Park Forest Plaza in Park Forest, Illinois. And uh, the plaza is not there, not a mall. It's a few stores. But uh, when I saw that picture of it, uh, it was gorgeous, beautiful. That plaza, that um, shopping mall had everything. They had Marshall Fields. I, I know that. And other uh, Goblats, they had that. Kresge's. Yeah, and they mentioned on the news the other, the other day uh, when Kresge's turned into Kmart, they had four stores. Now they're down to three. They closed one in New Jersey. So I think it's two New Jersey, one in Miami, Florida. Lots of Kmart. So the ones in Chicago are gone. Gone. So I saw, and when I posted this photo of the Sears store in Park Forest, Illinois, uh, people remember when you enter the store at the entrance you could smell the peanuts fresh roasted peanuts or popcorn like that and uh that's the same thing with venture you know they mentioned this on the news <laughs> it was funny that uh you know when you walk in you smell the popcorn oh i remember that but the sears did that with the peanuts the fresh roasted peanuts or the popcorn uh, i remember that so that's sad you know, but it's a it's a gorgeous photo. So if you check out on my Facebook page, you will see it. Okay. Next up, uh, last week was the opening day for the Chicago Cubs, and I found um, packets of chewing gum that had the Cubs logo. Um, I remember seeing this. I asked my brother about this. And he remembered. I don't know what flavor it was. Probably regular, I guess. And uh, you know, so that was uh, interesting. You know. Um, People who are not cuff fans, they will be get sometimes they get a little nasty. <laughs> and then, and that's how it is. It's competitive. It's too competitive when it comes to sports. You know, you're a Cubs fan, fine. If you're a Sox fan, fine. Same thing with football, same thing with basketball. Well, I think it's more intense with football, and then probably the same with uh, the sports, you know, with the Cubs. So, you know, there's a rivalry, the Cubs on the north side. Chicago White Sox on the south side, but you know it's vice versa. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad, but they won, but they won, so that's good. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, so uh, so I found this on eBay and I posted it, so it's very interesting. 
Next up, I, uh, I found a interesting item. It's from the Sound Warehouse Music Store, and it's a wooden crate kit from the 1970s. And you put it together and you use it as an end table or any type of table or shelves, or you can stack your vinyl records. You know, I remember seeing these, and I think Peaches uh, Records and Tapes had the same thing, or other record store, record store excuse me. But this is a crate, and then it was unopened. So you put it together. You know, but vinyl is uh, made a comeback. People love that. And I also heard that VHS uh, cassette tapes are making a comeback. Oh, so I got a lot of... I I used to have a large collection, but I donated them. But I still have a few around. So, um, but the Sound Warehouse store... They were all over the Chicagoland area. They were there for a long time, 70s and 80s. Okay. Next up, I found something interesting. It's a box of uh, cakes of soap, you know, soap bars from the Fair Department Store. I found this on eBay. And um, untouched, you know, never used, and they look beautiful. And uh, the Fair Department Store was, uh, was a store. It was there for... Un- uh, for a long time, but it went. Uh, Montgomery Ward bought it, and they uh, turned in all the remaining fair stores into that. And a lot of people remember that store downtown, also in Evergreen Park and in Oak Park, Illinois. And uh, they said it was a good store. Uh, from what I heard from people, they had uh, an interesting dis- Christmas display, and uh, which was uh, I would love to see that. I was if I was much older, so. But uh, they said it was a good store, and it was it was there. I think around the same time as Marshall Fields, but uh, but it was one of the oldest stores that opened in Chicago, and uh, like Boston Store. If anyone ever heard of that store, that that's an oldie, way old, like that. Okay. See what else? Oh, the last thing I posted. Oh no, a couple more was um, Magicist. It was a book called Three Hundred Household Hints, and uh, believe me, some people need that today, <laughs> like people I know. Well, it gives you uh, tips and uh, gives you tips and advice how to clean your house, make your house clean, and all that, or how to get rid of stains on a rug. Stuff like that, you know, and, um, you know, Martha Stewart tells you stuff like that, or you watch any show on cable, it would give you like that, or any regular, and uh, people that get on talk shows and they talk about that, some are very useful, some are very helpful, you know, but Magicist, uh, that's a good find, you know, everyone remembers the lips on the expressway, especially to Dan Ryan or on the Eisenhower or on the Kennedy. Remember those, uh, you know, the kiss of beauty. That's our slogan. And uh, it was a wonderful company. People missed that. Next up, uh, last thing I, pu- I put a, I found a photo of a cake. And it's from the Bernie Brothers Bakery. Uh, credited by Donna Friedrichowski Lindgren. I apologize, Donna, for not crediting to you, but I did. But thank you for letting me know. And uh, it was a communion cake. And uh, the reason I posted that is the box. It's the pink box. It was famous for uh, for Bernie Brothers, and they're gorgeous. So those are hard to find. They're 
tough to find. You know, so once I posted that, people remembered the beautiful box. And uh, Bernie Brothers had their own company. You know, they were standalone. And then, and then you found them in Jewel Food Stores until like in the late seventies, and then they were gone, which is a shame because their pa- their cakes and their pastries and donuts were and cookies were delicious, delicious. Okay. So that's all for the posts now. And right now I will talk about Mr. Donut. And Mr. Donut, uh, I remember this place very well. I'll give you a little history of that. And I remember, uh, you know, who found the company and uh, my memories and where it is now today. So. Mr. Donut was a chain of donut stores. Uh, first, it was found in the United States in 1956. And uh, it was founded by Harry Winokur. I think I pronounced his name. And um, I think it was found in Boston, I believe. I'm not sure. So uh, his brother-in-law, his name was William Rosenberg, and he was the founder of Dunkin' Donuts. And they were into part. Yeah, they were into partners, and uh, so uh, Harry Whitaker created Mr. Donut and with his son-in-law in the same year, and they started opening in the United States all over, and it just uh, exploded. They were very popular, and they were competitors. They really were, or maybe, maybe they were. I don't know. It's kind of tough to figure that out, and. Uh, and uh, I remember the locations. I remember, I think I went once uh, to Mr. Donut. And one location was in Oakland, Illinois, and uh, probably in the 70s. And I think it was like on Cicero Avenue, I believe, near Southwest Highway. I'm not sure. Uh, I could tell if it was better than Dunkin' Donuts. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So uh, I found an ad in the Chicago Tribune of locations, and this ad is from 1972. And uh, I'm sure there were others. Uh, they opened, they expanded more as time went on. And they had a few places in Chicago and also in Carpentersville, Donners Grove, Elmhurst, Glen Ellen, LaGrange, Lombard, Morton Grove, Mount Prospect, Olympia Fields, Palatine, and Wheeling. Okay, and in 1971, they opened one in Japan, in Osaka. And they opened a training center, and uh, that went, that was popular work as well. You know, and uh, then, they, then they expanded, and they went through other countries in Asia. China, I think, Indonesia. And, uh, you know, most of the the Philippines, Thailand. So, you know, like I I said before, it was very uh, popular, you know, and then then expanded worldwide. Okay. Then in the, and also they opened in Canada. Then in 1989, they were acquired by a company. Uh, it was a corporate giant called Allied Lions, and they acquired uh, Dunkin' Donuts also, and that became a subsidiary. 
And uh, also Mr. Donna, too. And uh, they started closing all the franchises in the United States. I think about right in the mid, like in the mid 80s, late 80s. So after like about 1990, they were gone. So you wouldn't find them anymore, which is a shame. Uh, Interesting enough, there is one store left in the United States. I've seen this many times on my on my Facebook page of the Chicago Land that they said there is a, a location in Godfrey, Illinois. It's a town outside of St. Louis, Missouri. And it's still there, as far as I know. So I checked on, on Facebook. They have a Facebook page. And believe it or not, it's still there. So if you're in the St. Louis area, go have a donut. <laughs> See how it is. I don't know if it tastes the same as before. <laughs> So that's, that's interesting, you know, but, you know, some people say, well, you know, Mr. Don is still in business. Ch- true. It is still in business, but not here. It's not in the United States. I mean, maybe one, just one location, you know, just like I mentioned about Kmart, there's three locations there, but most are gone and most and Sears is gone. So, you know, they're not as prominent as they used to be. Okay. So uh, let's see. And, you know, they had uh, all kinds of uh, varieties of flavors, you know, uh, plain, uh, powdered jelly donut, whatever you want, Crawl, French crawlers, uh, I like that. My favorite is Bavarian and coconut. I love that. I'm sure they made those. And uh, so they also made coffee. They had their own brand of coffee. And uh, I saw a few items on eBay they had in cans, also you know, ground. You can, uh, I think you bought them at the at the stores. You bought them at the shops. I don't think you saw them at grocery stores. I don't think so. And uh, so I don't know how the coffee was. Never bought it. Never bought it at all. Okay. That'll be all for today, for today's program. I discussed uh, last week's uh, post on Dan Chicagoland. Also, I uh, covered uh, Mr. Donut uh Donut shops. That was interesting. I, I did a lot of research, and I found it very fascinating about that. And uh, to me, donuts is one one of my favorites. My favorite uh, breakfast. <laughs> it's not good for you, but it is. So, all right. Well, thank you for joining me today. Uh, I will do another podcast episode this weekend. It's Easter weekend. Uh, not my Easter. My Easter is next, the following week. I'm Greek Orthodox. So I probably I'll celebrate Palm Sunday. We'll see if I go to church or not. Uh, health-wise, I'm doing better. Still the same. So we'll see. Okay. And like I said before, I will do another podcast episode this weekend. So thank you again for joining me. This is Pika Stanis, uh, and this is episode 120 of uh, season five of Vanish Chicago and Stories, the podcast. So long, everybody. And here is Ray Rayner saying bye-bye for now with a little traveling music. Take care, everybody. Bye. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye.